0: This is High School, Not So Much a Musical, a podcast that takes you on a ride through the peaks and valleys of a high school journey. Here are your presenters, Nitinjala Danki and Ayush Agarwal.
1: hello everybody and welcome back to high school not so much musical today we're joined with mr zav a f- artist and photographer who started his career in toronto so mr zav could you please talk about your career in toronto as an artist and photographer and just give the listeners a quick introduction about yourself
2: yeah no problem first of all thank you so much both of you for having me on today i'm really uh, excited to be here um yeah, my, my career as an artist began uh, d- definitely in school. I actually went to um, an audition based um, arts elementary school starting in grade seven. Uh, and that was like um, the the creative arts. So it was a broad range of artistic um, programming. And then in high school, I went to an audition based drama program. So it was specific to drama and theater. and. Uh, and I think the reason I took those programs was because I, I didn't feel like I fit in, um, in elementary school before that. And, and I, and I felt much more understood and, uh, the education was just more catered towards me, uh, in those arts programs. So I was really, really lucky that those programs exist existed. And I was able to, to be with, with, with people who, operated more similarly to the way that i operated um and then and then i went to university after that more for um television and media so i learned a little bit about how the media worked in general and television broadcasting in particular Uh, and then after that i i worked uh, at our public broadcaster in canada the cbc Um, and what was really cool about that was i learned how how the news was made and how and how it's changed over the years to be much more based on um large news organizations that that have a big control uh over over what stories are being told and what stories are, aren't being told and what i noticed was i was hungry to be back uh at a time where i was the one who was um coming up with some of the ideas that were being shared in society rather than these big media organizations. And so after a few years working at the television station, I, I went solo as a photographer because I thought it would be a great opportunity for me to learn how to create my own income so that I could bring more of my ideas to life. And since then, I've been proudly independent and more independent by the day so that some of the ways that i want um the world to be seen can be shared
0: yeah okay thank you so much for that introduction and it's pretty cool to see like the progression in your life how you know you started off just going to school you didn't really feel as if like you were you you fit in so then like you switched to drama school and you instantly like loved it more and then you switched to like news and you learn more about the news and then now you're a photographer so uh we'll get to all of those points but let's take it piece by piece and sure. so at the beginning you mentioned that like, Oh, you know, you went to school and you didn't really like it. And then you went to drama school. So, um, I think like, especially nowadays, you know, with COVID and everything, um, a lot of like teenagers and stuff, they might not, uh, they, their, mental health, isn't that great. So like, do you think that, um, like going into like an arts school or going and like doing something that's art related would, um, like clear your mind and help or have any mental health benefits? Absolutely. Um, Is it Rishi? Yeah,
2: Rishi. Rishi. So Rishi, Rishi, thank you so much for that question, because I absolutely think that practicing some sort of an art form where you can express how you're feeling about the world in a creative way, in a way that can be shared with others um, without it being um, super personal. Um, with it being an independent creation aside from yourself, like a painting or a dance performance or a theater performance or a a song performance. um, It doesn't have to be a performance either, but having something separate from yourself to express what you're feeling and what you're going through is such, such a powerful tool for us to not be holding on to all of the anger and the sadness and the pain and even maybe some of uh, the joy and some of the uh, the thrill of going through a global pandemic. Even if it's it seems miserable in the outset, you never know. Somebody could be going through a great time right now. You you never know. And so it gives us the opportunity to express that and not be holding on to it. Um, a close friend of mine says that emotions are energy in motion. And so when we're denying our emotions, what we're really doing is we are resisting the motion of energy in our body and in our interactions with others. And when we resist that energy in motion, we are actually, um, we're blocking ourselves. We're blocking ourselves. We're blocking our societies. We're blocking our relationships. And what is really cool about art is it gives us the opportunity to unblock some of that.
0: Yeah, like, um, well, it was emotions in motion, right? Like energy in motion. uh, Energy emotion. Yeah, I I really like that because like I don't do drama or something like that, but I do participate a lot in music. Like I play guitar. I've been for like the last four years. Yeah. And I noticed that like, um, you know, if I'm kind of bored, I'm not feeling too well, I can literally, you know, just put on my headphones, play my guitar. And like, I won't even notice who's walking in and out of the house at that time. And wow. like recently I've started like creating like, um, like riffs or just like a like simple, like series of notes or like melodies that like I would hear in my head because before I used to journal a lot, but then I don't have time for that. So I feel like <laughs> creating stuff, creating stuff on my guitar, um, like basically just writing almost what's in my head like it's really like really beneficial i'm like i've experienced mental health benefits ever since i started picking up an instrument and it's most likely the same for like arts or um drama so
2: yeah rishi i wonder when you say mental health you know we talk about it a lot but what does mental health actually mean what what does it mean to you the mental health
0: (laughs) oh that's a good question like i like mental health i guess it's how you're feeling um oh god it's like uh see it's different mental health it's like how you're feeling at you know a certain point in time like let's say it's your it's not if you're bored but if it's like your thoughts or if your mind isn't in the right place like being bored and being depressed are like two completely different things like i feel like being bored isn't mental health but like depression does do deal with mental health if that makes sense like
2: yeah, um, yeah, I definitely identify with with that. Like, I've I felt boredom. I felt I felt depression. And um, what I found is when I feel what I call depression, um, it starts to it starts to um, resonate in my body. It starts to you know be also pain, maybe in my shoulders or pain uh, in my lower back or. Uh, headaches regularly or, or not wanting to get out of bed, you know, like the inability to move. And so what I, I think that is, is, is just, it's just all this energy that is being piled up that has no place to go. So Rishi, when you talk about, um, you know, playing your guitar, you're actually, you're letting your body be in that flow and, and that flow of energy through your body. It, it makes you feel a connection, and it also makes you feel um, a movement uh, that that and a release that that prevents some of these um, these 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 points of pain that that start to accumulate in our body. And so it's amazing how mental health can quickly become uh, problems can quickly become physical health problems.
0: Yeah, like now that I got some time to think about it more, I feel like one of the biggest things, like especially teenagers nowadays, they associate with mental health is like their stress levels, right? And stress yeah. can lead to a lot more things. Um, but like especially, you know, with COVID, we're not seeing our friends as much anymore. Especially like in high school, your workload is like insane. All the teachers like, oh, we're just preparing you for college. So um yeah, I feel like when I play guitar, my When I say mental health, I mean like like my stress levels, they decrease a lot. And I'm like just in my zone doing my own thing. Yeah. Love that.
1: So like now that we're kind of in like the conversation about art and all kind of that, like as high schoolers, we're kind of forced to take like a history course every year. And in school, we (laughs) learned about so I many like cultural and art revolutions in the world. And you and especially in US history, such as like the Harlem Renaissance. And then this year I'm taking European history. So we learned about like the European Renaissance, the different types of art, such as like Baroque and then Rococo art, and then so many other types of cultural transformation. And one aspects of all these kinds of revolutions, whether it be religious, is that there's always a shift in art. So why do you think art is so fundamental to like the core of these kind of societal revolutions? And how exactly does art play a role in depicting the history that we see now and that we learn about every year?
2: Is it Nitin?
1: Yep, it's Nitin, yup.
2: Nitin, Nitin. <laughs> that is an incredibly profound and beautiful question and a question that they're asking at all levels of society. Ancient philosophers have asked similar questions. That's a, it's a brilliant question. How, how um, major transformations in history and major moments in history, end up um, being depicted later, uh, as the artistic movements that that come uh, either at the same time or after them. And my answer to that question is, um, when I was younger, and I took history classes, uh, I remember, especially in the early years, like grade six, um, it was a lot of names of generals and dates and, and moments uh, of war and really painful, difficult things for me to wrap my head around. And I also found them quite boring the way it was being shared. And not everybody feels this way. But for me, as a as an artistic um, thinker, I didn't feel connected to that history. And I didn't really care. And, and it made it really hard for me to do well in those classes. And so what art does is it gives us an opportunity to connect to to human, human creativity, human moments, human feelings of the time through whatever was created. So whether it's um, a, a really striking painting that depicts um, you know, a really important moment in history, or or what somebody was feeling at the time, we can we can get into that. We can we can feel connected to that, and and it can also connect people in the society, give them something to talk about aside from the pain. Let's say we're talking about COVID right now. It's like we're all so sick and tired of talking about the numbers and the, the hospitalization and and the and also the the conflicts in society around um you know what all of us think is the right thing to do and what's so great about art is it gives us an opportunity to reflect on all that without it being so um without it being so uh real we can take it and we can make it more abstract so that we don't have to be so focused on what's real about it uh, we can focus more on how we're feeling about it how it's affecting as we talked about our mental health and and maybe we can connect uh with people who might be disagreeing with us about the details uh we can connect around the feelings and that's the power of our
0: Okay. Yeah. So, um, like I said, in the beginning, like, you know, now that we've touched upon like your background and like basically what mental health is and why art can fix it. Uh, let's like progress later in your life, if that makes sense. Um, but so you mentioned, you talked a little, or you mentioned that, um, you did, you did some work relating to news and you got to learn like a lot about how news works. So could you talk a little bit more about that?
2: Absolutely. Um, well, what, what I found really interesting working in the newsroom was that most of the stories that we were telling, we actually got from certain news services. So the news services are called Associated Press, Reuters, um, CNN is a news service, um, and there's a few other major news services. And what it is is just a website uh, where that uh, all the news um, news organizations around the world are subscribed to and it and it feeds them with what to be talking about and and what i found really interesting about that was that the the journalism piece was often missing it was just they were sharing the stories that essentially they were being told to share and for me journalism is asking asking like What's up with this? Finding out more, really, kind of diving deeper and and coming to a deeper sense of truth. Um, and and there's great journalism in the world, but but news, especially the 24-hour news, that's always being churned out. Uh, they have to always have something that's going to grasp our attention, right? And and I'm sure you've seen it with um, all sorts of. Um, click click clickbaity articles on the internet that are trying to grab your attention. Um, When you're focused on grabbing people's attention rather than on really informing them and enriching their lives, then it can can become quite dangerous. Uh, You know, we saw that with Donald Trump. He was very good at grabbing people's attention and all of a sudden he became president of the United States. Attention grabbing can be, an incredibly powerful tool, and we have to be very careful about how we're using it.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree, because like, even like in high school, there's so many like, kind like even when you think of like newspaper headlines, or even like YouTube video titles that we watch, they're kind of made to like kind of draw us in, even if like, a lot of it isn't true. So I think that's like a really important part that people need to understand. But I wanted to like shift to something that you've been doing, which is like the, the art workshops that you host. So I just want to talk about how you got the idea to do those, how those are going, and how people can get involved.
2: Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for asking. Um I've done a few different kinds of, of workshops and, and it's constantly evolving the the work that that I'm doing. Um I actually developed right before the pandemic. A presentation that I do in elementary schools and high schools called Secret Leaders, and what it is is it's it's a it's an hour long kind of interactive performance slash workshop where I go into the school whether it's virtually uh, now mostly or in person uh, pre pandemic or post pandemic, uh, and what I do is I share about a new way of thinking about leadership right now leadership is a really hot topic. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you all know that a lot of the people in our society that used to be considered uh, important, powerful leaders are being outed as, quite frankly, bad, bad people, bad leaders, and uh, and they led they led in a way that that maybe we're not so proud of. Um, and so, secret leaders is about Rethinking about what is leadership, right? Uh, art, uh, art is connected to this because art is, is expression, and so maybe by sharing kind of what's in our heart, maybe by, um, by telling somebody how we feel about them in a positive way, uh, maybe by, by. Um, By learning to tell our story, our story, not somebody else's version of our story and and living the life we want to live. We're being leaders uh, versus just getting into the front of the room and telling people what to do and telling people what what you know what you think they should be doing. Uh, maybe that's the old version of leadership and maybe leadership is kind of something that happens a little bit more in secret it isn't so bold and it isn't so aggressive maybe leadership is more of a softer kinder trait and so secret leaders is is a workshop where where i teach people about that um so that's one example of the arts workshops that i lead um and if you want to learn Anything about the work I'm doing, you can always find me on Facebook or on Google or on Instagram. It's just Philip Zav. Just look up P-H-I-L-I-P-Z-A-V-E.
0: Yeah. Um, So in these workshops, are you like mainly just um, teaching like, like what's the age range? Like is anyone welcome to join or would it be like college students? Uh, What would it be like? Well, Secret Leaders
2: in particular is for elementary and high school students, um, but I also lead more kind of customized workshops for for all different ages, right? It, everybody um, is looking for something a little bit different depending on what part of life they're in and what they're focused on, how they're focused on growing. So um, I can lead workshops on, on on the intuitive nature of photography, on on finding on finding the art in photography, um, and I also lead workshops on leadership, as I mentioned, and on just you know broadening how you how you feel about yourself as an artist. So I'm always happy to and open to having a conversation about something that makes sense for whoever it is that I'm talking to
1: thank you so much for listening to this episode of high school not so much a musical make sure to tune in to part two of our conversation with mr zav we will talk about his artwork which will sell for 10 million dollars thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time high school not so much a musical is hosted by ayush agarwal and nitin joladanki narration by samhit padala music from louis luang relaxation cafe tune pocket and infraction if you like the show please recommend it to your friends and family